What's up, my miners of intelligence and consciousness? I'm Rick Brooks, and this is Rick's Mind. We're going to do a fireside chat today. So, as always, it's me and DJ DeMarco. What up? What's going on, man? Hey, you know, just living life, trying to survive. We got a new president. Always. We have a new president. Yeah. It's 100% official. Wow. Um, it's It has been a very interesting election cycle because at first i was i was thinking to myself is it has there ever been a race this tight when i just hearkened back to bush gore yeah and that was a, that one actually that, that went to the supreme court and it didn't and then it took 45 days before we had a president one of the things i wish i would have looked into is did the Gore administration or the the yeah I would say administration did they start staffing? Yeah, there do, do they did. Yeah, I think that's pretty common um, <clears throat> method for them to do so that they can hit the ground running like yeah. immediately day one they can be prepared to do executive orders or bring bills into Congress or something yeah. so that they don't have to because they just kind of line it up and then just like press go. Yeah, that I think everybody did. I assume they probably did that. I've most campaigns that I've seen, they have like a list of people that they're already going to call if they get elected, probably six months to a year before the elections even happened. Yeah, that everybody kind of just has their roster ready to go. Yeah, it's it, but yeah, it's um, I, I just I didn't look into that. I'm I'm assuming that they did. I, I think that maybe the Republicans or Bush, the Bush administration, maybe was just a. A second faster, but who knows? Yeah, I don't I know. know that. I know that Gore declared victory before it was officially confirmed, and that came back to bite him because he like declared victory <clears> and then came back. I think a day or two later, and was just like, "Well, it's not quite official." But I don't. I genuinely don't know what's going to happen with this. I have a feeling that it's going to go to the Supreme Court, and I think Trump will win. I d he might win, but I, I definitely think that he he lost. Uh, although I will say this. I think that there's definitely some funny business going on. I don't, I can't, you know, I can't personally say that I even know if he lost because I, I don't genuinely know who won. I don't trust the vote at all from either side. I feel like both sides were doing a lot of fucking with the vote because Trump's, the Republicans are just sycophants to Trump and Trump would do whatever he could to win. And the Democrats have their thumbs so far up their asses. All they can do is think, oh, we can't, we can't lose to Trump. That's it. They have no other platform other than we're not Trump. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I I feel like Trump will probably, if it goes to Supreme Court, I, I can't say for certain, but I feel like they would go for Trump just because they've done such a really good job of completely packing the courts at every level for like the kind of like hyper conservative originalist philosophy better than I think any administration ever has that they've been prepping for this. I feel like as a contingency for years, I still don't think, I still think he'll lose the presidency. And I don't think that the only thing that they were able to do so far is stop the counting, I believe in Georgia and maybe Pennsylvania, but it's yeah. too late at this point. Well, they haven't fit anywhere. They like, they've, all of like news agencies have called the races for Biden, but technically that's still it's still ongoing. They haven't, as far as the last I saw, they hadn't officially called either North Carolina, Pennsylvania. I think Pennsylvania they did, or they're saying that it is, but North Carolina and Arizona hadn't been called that I saw. Yeah, which is so. it's crazy. I didn't see Arizona going blue. That shocked me. That was that's surprising. 
I mean, I, I really haven't been paying in that a close, but the fact that Georgia went blue. That doesn't surprise me so much just because there are so many people in the Atlanta area Yeah, that they could, they, it, I feel like Georgia is, this is probably the first like real instance of it, but Georgia is going to go to the way to California. In reality, California is a very red state. If you are outside of Los Angeles, Oakland, Berkeley, you know, San Francisco, the big metro areas, it's a very Republican place and very conservative, but those there's enough people in those population centers that they swing the state to whatever they want. I feel like Georgia's going to be that with Atlanta now. Um, I man, I I figured Trump was going to win in the election. I didn't think it would go this far. I'm genuinely, I mean, I'm very like bearish on both. I don't like Trump, and I really don't like Biden. Um, I'm genuinely surprised that so many and kind of disappointed, honestly, that so many like left leaning, like either leftists or like just like liberal people went for Biden just by default because he wasn't Trump and didn't really, even a lot of people that I respect, uh, like commentators online, like, um, like shoe on head or ContraPoints or philosophy tube, even though he didn't technically say it and he's British, but I mean, he alluded to it, were willing to compromise their values and their beliefs so much as to endorse and um, like unofficially push for Biden. Because like every, the best argument I heard from anybody for Biden was, well, he's not Trump and you'll get most everything you want, maybe. Well, and I just don't, I don't trust it. I don't buy it. There's two things I want to go back to. One was how you were mentioning that California was a red state. Well, mm -hmm. I think that what we're seeing, we're seeing a, a lot of division here, but I think a really large divide that's not being talked about is a divide between rural people, and like urban. rural and urban. Yeah, like, I, that's kind of always been. It has been. The United States, but this is, I think, the first true election where you're actually seeing that very plainly shown mm -hmm. on like div as dividing lines. Yeah. That it's kind of wild. Um, we have two different styles of it. life. We yeah. Have two and two different styles of life. And I mean like this, that's why the electoral college is the way it is. That's, and is I'm, a fan, I'm a fan of that. I like the electoral college. And I, I think, it. I mean, someone much smarter than me gave me some great points on why it's bullshit, but I kind of think that I, I think it might be necessary. I mean, the, the arguments for it being bullshit, they do make sense. They that did me as well. The majority of people don't get a vote, but we aren't a democracy. We're a representative republic that uses democracy as a ways to get to that. Yeah. And I mean, so what you don't want to have where, you know, you complain that like, you know, six people in Oklahoma get more electoral or what, who was that? I saw somebody online yesterday making an argument that like complaining that California gets two senators, but, uh, other States get two senators, the same amount of representation, except California senators are representing like 40 million people each. Mm -hmm. And those people from like Oklahoma are, are representing like 150, like, 75,000 or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember the number, but it was significantly less. And like, that's the point though, because <clears throat> you, you remove that, you complain about, well, people on like rural people ruin everything and run everything. And people that live in the cities of population centers don't get a say, but that's kind of the point, you know, just because you live in a small town or in the country, 
I feel like most of those arguments are made by people who haven't spent time in small towns, like either living or any kind of connection to them culturally or um, politically. Just because, like, just because you live, choose to live in a small town doesn't mean you value the things that happen, like, in the greater world or you want to be living culturally, you know, 20 years behind. You know, sometimes you're just stuck there, you know. Um, and I've seen a lot of those arguments and I feel like I, I don't see the, I don't see why it would be a better system to have tyranny of the majority where basically you say, well, what does LA and New York want to do? Yeah, that's so. Kinda, that's what we do. Yeah. Versus, okay, L.A. and New York and San Francisco, they all have a pretty damn big say. And Texas too. Texas almost has as many electoral votes as California. Yeah. Um, you know, why the fuck should Texas tell me what to do when it's the same reason I don't like the concept of the federal government where we are because we're on the West Coast, and I don't feel like it's anybody's right 3,000 miles away from me to tell me how to live my life. I'll listen to and be more supportive of governments that happen closer to me, like state and local but governments. I but mean, that's really what's happening if you think about it. Like, in, yeah. in our state, the war on drugs, drugs is winning. Mm -hmm. Like Drugs won. We just, yeah, we just passed. <laughs> what, Shouts the, out to the drugs. League. And that, that, it's a real that com smashed. You know, comeback kid story. Yeah, that, that, so mushrooms, psilocybin is legal. In Oregon, well, and sort of not not in the way that you're thinking. It's you can go to specially designated clinics that can administer administer psilocybin therapy. We're not going to be able to go buy it or do even like medical but marijuana. But if you buy, if you have, if you get, it's like a fine. Yeah, they de we de decriminalized. Right. Drugs, I mean, that's that's the awesome. way that's the way to handle it. Like people gave shit to Portugal. When was that, like 15, 20 years ago when they decriminalized drugs just like Oregon did? And Portugal has probably like the best drug policy in the world now. They have so little, they have almost no drug crime and so little societal issue with addiction from things that were previously there. And we also, I think we're taking money from, that we're making from medicinal marijuana or marijuana sales mm -hmm. and putting Creating that into a network. And, yeah, which is going to be interesting to see how this all pans out. I'm, I'm glad to see them doing that because that's been, I mean, it's very obvious, like authoritarian policies in any kind don't work because you can't just make people do things. And treating addiction, you know, it's not a choice. It's you become addicted to something. Yeah, you can make an argument that you make a choice to go into it, but the choice of staying into it is not yours. It's a chemical addiction. So it's nice to see it being treated as like a health issue, a public health issue and not as a criminal issue. Because yeah. I think that will hopefully help with, you know, that was one of the, that's one thing that it will help with uh, criminal justice, hopefully. Um Though I can see a lot of states being backward about it. And I mean, you've seen how many people in the media and all over the country, or especially like um, the day after the election on news channels and stuff, just like your pretty typical conservative pundit would be like, oh, they legalize heroin in Oregon. You can go shoot up there. And it's like, that's not at all even close to what they did. Like in theory, yeah, sure, we kind of legalized it, but you can still be arrested for having it. But instead of being thrown in jail forever, you're treated like a human being and taken somewhere that you could potentially get help if you want it. One of the things that, um, one of the issues that I need to look into more deeply, and mm -hmm. that's what it's going to take a, a large majority of my time over the next few weeks. I want to look into the homeless 
Yeah. I'm going to just call it an epidemic right now. Oh, it, it is. There and is it's gotten a, worse yeah, in, in the last six in, months. In Oregon, like especially around Portland, there is a massive amount. It's horrible. Of homeless people. And I think that we need to do something about it. But I don't know what to do. I mean, you're seeing the chickens come home to roost, so to speak, of, you know, 30 plus years of your typical... And when I say liberal, I don't mean like liberal, open-minded, left thinking. I mean like your typical like center-left, quote-unquote, li- neoliberals mm-hmm. of the past 30 years that have just on the West Coast especially where it's the worst, I feel like. Uh, yeah. Or it's more it's more obvious here um, of just complete ambivalence, but like with a happy face, you know, it's like, we don't, we won't stop you from being homeless. Live your life. It's yeah. like homelessness isn't a choice. It's a consequence that happens to people, whether it's because of poor mental health and having zero structure for mental health in this country, having just, you know, and circumstantial issues. But then too, a lot of the policies on the West Coast, and I feel like it's very apparent in Oregon, there is a, a small subsect, but a very loud subsect of homeless people and homeless types in the West Coast that are just transients, that it's like a lifestyle, that yeah. it's like cool to shoot up heroin and live under a bridge. Yeah. Here's but what I want to, I mean, I understood. What I want to know is like, what do we do about that? Like, let's try and brainstorm. How would you, I'll start with, how, do, how would you solve this problem? What is the solution in a, your opinion? Compassion. Basic, okay. so... My mother, and I was involved in it as a kid and through teens, young adulthood, my mom was on the board and then uh, for five or six years ran the board of the Lafayette Urban Ministry in Lafayette, Indiana, which was an urban ministry in the sense that all the churches and synagogues and religious centers of the area, it was completely non-denominational, so every every religious group had a representative from every church or synagogue or temple or whatever come and they all enacted policy and did social services where they had like a 50 some bed shelter year round where you could come but you couldn't you couldn't you could be high or be drunk to get in but you couldn't drink while you're there you couldn't bring weapons you couldn't bring drugs you couldn't be using while you're getting services for lum as a means to help people they did family services as far as like childcare and job training and job placement for parents or for people. They had mental health facilities that they had doctors who could help. They had help, just basic health facilities. And just, I think that's, that's, that's how you solve it is just stop treating it like they're just stop othering people, so to speak, you know, and just be kind, you know, and stop, a big thing, I mean, decriminalizing drugs is going to be a huge thing because then, you know, a lot of people who are homeless have drug issues because what the fuck else are you supposed to do, you know, or they get hooked on it and that causes them to become homeless. Yeah. You stop criminalizing it. They don't have a criminal history anymore. They could have a shot of getting a job, you know, or just have basic services like in the town that I live in, you know, I've lived there for a little over six years now yeah, or almost six years. And there's been about three times that they've tried to open a permanent shelter because there's a massive homeless issue and about, and it's gotten worse probably in the last four years because four years ago they started this big like police rousting of homeless camps and setups where people were, had been living long-term. Um, and now they're completely transient. They have nowhere to set up that they're just everywhere and it's becoming a problem, but they've like three times tried 
people have tried to open shelters or even just temporary winter shelters that then wanted to turn into a permanent shelter that everyone in the neighborhood around the buildings or wherever they are have just run them off. And even, even in a town that's like as progressive, you know, allegedly progressive as you could come, they're still super anti anything helpful. Um, like it's the same thing. Like when my uh, mom worked at Lum, there was an instance where, where Lum had their main building. They were working on building another building uh, because their services had increased so much and they were doing well. They were going to rebuild, but where they were was a former kind of like edge of like an industrial area that had then been gentrified. And on the block, on the other side of the block from them were these just sprung up way out of place, super bougie, like townhouses that were like row houses. And the people, all, all the people that lived in that, that uh, development took Lum to court because they were claiming that Lum was somehow encouraging like vagrancy and theft and crime of their their property because they had a homeless shelter. And I remember my mom had told me about it. She was at the hearing when, because they went to court for it, and they, she was at the hearing, and one of the people were complaining because they didn't want homeless people, quote, traipsing across their yards. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, cool. You think if that homeless person had a home that they would be traipsing in your yard? No, they'd be in their home, you know? So here's a here's an idea. I have no, like, I'm just trying to spitball. I'm trying to think of how I would solve this. And I guess the easiest would be housing of some sort. Like mm -hmm. if you could build, and I don't want to say projects or anything, but it was something very, very nice. Low income housing. Yeah, but yeah, nice house with all sorts of like, odd jobs and mm -hmm. I, I just don't know how you do like I'm, I mean I've seen people a lot of pace, places that have small towns that have tried to build like um they'll take like a an abandoned parking lot or something and turn it into a low-income housing development for people that is just tiny homes mm -hmm. and they can take a parking lot where you could fit one size normal house or like a very small apartment building with like maybe like four or five apartments mm -hmm. in it that they put like 10 or 20 tiny houses and it's like a tiny house neighborhood. And the idea is that it is transitional housing for people who are coming off being houseless. Yeah. And that's, so that's, that would be my idea, like little tiny homes that are, I want them to be nice as mm -hmm. shit too. I mean, you and can, then you can have super nice. I tiny guess houses. you could figure out, you could, I've just, this is so anti everything I'm thinking. Cause I'm like, who pays for this? Uh, maybe the taxpayer, I'm not sure. And then, you know, I don't, I'm not mm. a fan of government. So I'm trying to just structure no. this in I a mean, way that's... that we wouldn't, but let's just, let's just keep spitballing here. Yeah. I don't want to be limited by my ideas yeah. or my, my preconceived notions. So we, we, we build a little tiny home community or some sort mm. of, of nice. And I stress the word nice. Mm -hmm. I want this to be very nice upbeat looking like things good quality then you have to have you have to you have to just take inventory stock of mm -hmm. the types of people that are living there and yeah. figure out like what are their skills and how could we semi aim them on a trajectory that will enable them to be successful like can you build things do you i feel you... like I, I don't know like the nuance of the issue because like i've you know, I've done charity work and I've worked with these things in a capacity of, mm -hmm. you know, I'm given and I, I, you know, sign up to help with a project and then, you know, I get a task assigned to me in that project. It's never been any like big picture sociology stuff, but just from the little bit of knowledge I have and what I've seen it is like, you know, homelessness in itself is not just 
the only issue. Like homelessness is one of the symptoms of like the United States collapsing. And I think the best ways to fix it are to fix the larger problems because homelessness is a symptom of this is to fix healthcare so that people, because a lot of people become homeless because what happens? Oh no, you get in a car wreck or something, or you get injured at work and you have a chronic injury that doesn't heal or you can't work or operate to the capacity that you did before. And so I guess, welcome to America. Fuck you for getting injured. We're getting, we're no, but we're getting off. We're no, no, no. I know, but But you go, you can, you know, money issues because money is a big root of this. The best way to fix it is to literally give people money. How do we give people money? You can do a UBI or fix the economy so that wages aren't so stagnated. So hold on though. So we're fixing that. Right. You're getting are off, we though? No, but no, no, I'm not. I'm I'm talking about in our little group thing session. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, going yeah. off topic. I'm I'm going macro. So you, yeah, yeah, you need, we're macro. bringing we're bringing it to to small. Okay. So you, we've got the tiny homes, mm-hmm. and now we've got we're figuring out what these people's tasks are. And I think at the mm-hmm. same time we got to study it. Let's see if we can find common denominators as to why these people, let's say a certain subsection of these people, they have mental health issues or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we're going to, we're going to fucking aim them yeah. in the right direction to get help. Obviously this is, we're not worried about funding or anything. I'm just purely talking yeah. ideas right now. So we get, we get a certain subsection of those people. Now we're, we're getting mm-hmm. them better. We're getting them fixed. They're, they're, I think having like they're, mental health they're services. Dialed, yeah, that's we've got. That, that's job, we're, job we're, placement or job training. Yep, so job training, somehow getting them educated, somehow mm-hmm. get, getting them to figure out what these people are good at. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I guess, man, we'd have to try this at like a, a small level. I just am so I mean, curious there's, there's if a lot this of, would work. Like if we, it if would. we gave I mean, that's shit essentially about it. Minus the tiny homes, that is essentially what Lum mm-hmm. did. You know, like um, when Katrina hit and there was that dysphoria of all the people leaving New Orleans of to evacuate and then that were permanently uh, like unhoused because of the hurricane, they, you know, sent them all over the place. And it was pretty common that even outside of Katrina, that in Chicago, like when they were doing the Olymp- trying to get the Olympics in Chicago, in that was in two thousand eight, I think they were going for it when they had whenever they had the Olympics in Beijing, or not Beijing. Um, oh crap, I don't remember. It was one of the last like three Olympics. Chicago was going for it and pushing hard. And one of the things they said was that they were going to do, they were going to, you know, solve the city's homeless crisis or put a big dent in it. The way they did it was they rousted homeless people in Chicago. They bought them bus tickets and they sent them to Indiana and said, go to Lafayette. Lum will help you. For real. <laughs> like terrible. we had so many people that came from New Orleans because they knew that Lum was a thing that helped people. We had like constantly had people come from Chicago. Well, how many, what are this, what are the success rates? Like, is this actually working? Are you actually getting people back into society if you want to pull that up i'm very yeah curious. i can find i don't know for sure it would be interesting like i said my mom was the one who um who worked there i could try to get her to come on for a show um but i know that like they had you know they didn't build tiny homes for people but they helped people get mortgages and get placement for homes and get job placements because if most of the people that if you if you get them mental health services and get them a job or get some opportunity to earn money that solves it. It's just, that's, mm-hmm. um, Joe Mikon was the one who was, he ran it for a long time and my mom was on the board and then he became a state Senator in Indiana 
and my mom took over as the chairman. And that was what he always said. People would always ask him, how do you solve the homeless crisis is give, give them money, give them access to funds that they can survive. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it. And you all, you also, we also have to realize like, I don't want to get, cause a lot of people get caught in, oh, it's a choice. Yes, it is. And maybe there are certain people that just want to be homeless. And there's always going to be a certain subsection of people that just want to fucking truly be free and chill. Yeah, all day long. I mean, like only worry about one thing, either where their next fix is or whatever it is. Like we just, what I'm focused on are the people, and and part of me, I want to take a real simplistic solution. Be like, well, you know what? Some people are are going to be able to bootstrap themselves up and figure a way out of it, but you know, maybe, maybe not. I, know, I always look at it as like I am not that close. I could be homeless any day. Like I, I, oh, don't, I, mean, I do not see yeah. a, very much of a difference between I, me and that person. You know, anecdotally, I'm the same. I'm, you know, have been pretty much for my entire adult life. I don't know, one and a half paychecks away from being homeless. Or yeah, one bad for me. It's like I'm like I'm really one bad decision. Yeah, away from. I that's mean, how I look at my life. Though. And that and see, there's there are things that, you know, I am. I've softened a lot of my stances of I'm still on principle. I don't think taxes are a good thing because you are taking money without my consent and doing things that I don't consent with it. So, but I've kind of become a little pragmatist on it that it's, if you're going to steal my money, I'd at least like my money to go to a good cause and not to buying a bomb from Raytheon to kill children on the other side of the planet. I would personally like there to be healthcare. That's have great. a nationwide healthcare system that it's maybe not, you know, every it's maybe it's not as robust to say like Sweden or even the UK or Canada, but we have a basic sort of like Oregon where Oregon has a Oregon health plan and yeah, you might not get access to 100% of what you need, but if you need it, you will get access to it. Like yeah. it's they they're not going to do, you know, what do you call those, um, elective things. Mm-hmm. But if you go to a doctor and the doctor says, man, you've messed up your back. You should see a chiropractor, go to this chiropractor. You can go to that chiropractor and they will fix you. And yeah. then you do not pay a thing for it because could, your taxes pay for it. I want to also just point out Raytheon is a fucking great name. Ugh. It's a great, it is a great name. It's a great name. It, does, it sounds super sinister to Raytheon. I mean, they're a weapons manufacturer. Raytheon to who has? Is that someone's last name? You think? I don't know. I it's know that Donald the, Rumsfeld used to work for Raytheon. Raytheon. That's dude. That might be the best name of all time. There's well, who are the big ones? The there's move. Raytheon. There's a couple others. Um, I have family that they Blackwater is also Blackwater. Yeah, they always they told people that they work for think, a think tank. That was a military think tank when it's, it's like, nah, you, you work know, for a race. You wait also, for a weapons that's also another, I have a, I have a um, real good buddy that actually did uh, mm-hmm. military contracting. And he, um, I won't say his name, but he's, he's sick right now. Mm-hmm. He's cancer. Oh. And so he's out for life. Right. And, the, and, and it's weird. He didn't tell me was details. He mil- like military before. contractor, like he was like uh, he, he'd he, work he, as a mercenary. He, yeah, or? for sure. He yeah. killed. He, I'm pretty. I'm 92 percent sure he did contract killing because he was oh, yeah. special I mean, force. What... He was a sniper. Oh yeah, and he so did. He started. Yeah. There's no way he well, did. Oh, dude, like I'll, I'll get from him, mm-hmm. and it's always random, always super random, um, and more more now since he might be staring at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and still no details or anything, but just like, just casually in a conversation, 
we're having a beer. And he's like, yeah, you know, I've been, uh, I've been to Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. What? Well, you're in your like 50s. Yeah, officially, like, unofficially. I flew there. And it's weird. You fly mm-hmm. over the poles. And, yeah. And I was like, well, how long are you there for? I just, you know. Like four or five days. Yeah. We came back, fly, flew back. Mm-hmm. How did you get a little military transport plane? I've been to, oh yeah, I've been to, uh, I've been to Iraq. I've been there mm-hmm. three, four times. The weirdest one that freaked me out the most, mm-hmm. this one, like, I, and I, I would die to get this story, mm-hmm. was he was at the border. Like I texted him and then like, it take him a few days to get back. He was like, yeah, I just was at the border. It's down, down at uh, Wave of Laredo and mm-hmm. all over the yeah, Arizona yeah, yeah. border. And I was like, Doing what? Like, it's just like a job. I can't tell you. A job. Probably. I was like, what? Picking Fuck. people off as yeah, they what fly. are you doing? They probably contract. My guess is they probably contract him to be like ask. border security or something. I won't even ask him like yeah. the I mean, things like, he's doing. That's, or... you know, that's another symptom of this is that you have, like, if you want to look big picture, about every great empire, they run about where they're really, truly great about 200 some years 200 to 250 years we're just about at 240 right now i think i think go longer than that if you look at like some of the chinese right but i'm talking like greatness not just like because china yeah you can say china but also china was a kingdom so they had changing like vastly different rulers every 30 40 years something like that so i'm thinking more like think like the roman empire think carthage think greece think Carthaginians were badass, dude. I mean, the Romans stole most of their technology from Carthage. They're yeah. the true OGs. Uh, you know, Rome was great for about 250 years. No, and they then were it, great for like yeah. a thousand. Don't. But they peaked. Are they you talking peaked. about Rome as a republic? Yeah. Oh, well, then that's different because yeah. Caesar ended the republic because, and then became emperor. And what happened? Well, then, they became an authoritarian dictator state. And yeah. what's been happening in the United States for the past I actually 45 think that, years? That, and I, dude, we're going to steer this ship away from, uh, hopefully, politics. Because I want to start talking about more fun things. But I don't know how we can I, when I the election just happened. Dude, you were so doom and gloom. Um, you love it, though. I'm going to just throw this out there. Then I'm moving us on. Um, <clears throat> the president has silently been sucking up more mm-hmm. and more power. Mm-hmm. And I and it's and it's a, and it's an interesting thought because the last time I believe we declared to go to war, I don't think I don't think Korea. we declared war it was Korea. It was Korea. It was definitely Vietnam World War II, was maybe a, Korea. No, 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 no. That's not true at all. Korea, I think it was World War II. World War II. I, I, was, I can't remember if Korea time. was. No, Korea wasn't because you okay. had. Then it was um, World War II because it yeah. was technically a police action. Exactly. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's. And mm-hmm. then what is that's this? The it's term. like some sort of police action. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, that's Harry S. Truman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's what it is. Yep. And it's not a war. This isn't a war. This is No, we're definitely not going to war so, over so Korea, communism. Vietnam, you don't have the. And it, it's the president that has. Mm-hmm. The, all the nuclear codes, so it's one mm-hmm. fucking one guy dude. making that decision whether to end. Imagine, the imagine just as a thought experiment, if Korea had gone the way that MacArthur wanted to. He MacArthur wanted nukes. to nuke China. He wanted to keep going and go and fight in Beijing yeah. and nuke Beijing. Yeah. He wanted to keep nuking in World War Two more than just the two cities that yeah. they shouldn't have. We were so crazy, like uh, I even uh, what? Oh, my brain alludes. 
it's it's kind of foggy. Mm-hmm. Patton, he's like, oh yeah, on the on the eastern front. I was like, why don't we just go to war with the Soviet Union right now? Yeah, they've they've got all their stuff there. We've got all Where, our stuff there. Ready. We don't idea our, do our ideologies don't match up. Let's mm-hmm. fucking do this. Yeah, just a state of perpetual war. Oh, uh, we would have. Just, I mean, if we had truly gone to war with them, then we would have crushed them. <laughs> Close to you know, you give them thirty years to catch up, then it's yeah, a run. Well, there there's was, a run for your was, money. There but was also an argument too. They and were th- decimated think, after the the yeah. Eastern Front fighting the Nazis when but their, when uh, Hitler invaded Russia. Their army, the Soviet Union's army, was it was built just as a land smashing force force with fucking tanks and mm-hmm. tons of division they built and heavy their, army. They built their armor or their army like you would like a tower defense game it's just like throw enough things at the other side and you'll beat them it was great yeah and we we started building ours as a as a smashing army too we would have went head to head it would have been i'm glad that it would have been terrible but there was a lot of arguments from people that were real advocates of peace mm -hmm. that we should just fucking nuke them now the soviets in particularly just like just get stalin out of there let's just i mean i think if i think if it had been different you know like when they didn't figure out about the Holocaust until like they started finding the camps. If they had any idea that Hitler or not Hitler was that Stalin was going to or already was in the works of doing the Hollandor, I think we probably would have yeah. continued on and just taken them out completely. But then I don't think that would have been a good thing either because then the United States would have gone the direction less of being what we are. Like well, a, I guess yeah. we would have just kind of jumped to the chase where we are now, but we would have officially been kind of um, not an empire, like, uh, what do you call that? Um, colonial. We would have been a colonial yeah. empire at that point because we probably, there's, we would have had, we already had to rebuild Japan's economy mm-hmm. and we helped, we helped rebuild Korea's economy. And to an extent, most of Southeast Asia where Japan had gone and conquered. You know. I also have to say this real quick because I want to actually jump. Damn it, mm-hmm. into politics. I also want to jump into something that I just found out mm-hmm. and that's been very disturbing to see. Did you know that there is a fucking website of all? It's it's a website that wants to. It's like the accountability website where they're figuring out every single person that has supported Donald Trump during his presidency. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Dude, no, this is fucking real. Who is it that is, Who is that one lady that she's AOC, Candace? AOC? No, 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 no. Candace Owens? She was this lady, black lady, that was, she was grifting. She had to have been a grifter that she was just like, her shtick was that she was black and she was super big for Trump. And she was super Republican or super conservative or whatever. That oh, before know. before she, you know, figured out that grift, she was running a website that it was supposed to be an anti-bullying thing that you could report people. And there was no accountability or anything in it. You could report people and say, this person bullied me and here's their information. It was basically like a doxing repository. Yeah. I so, think her name was Candace Owens. Alexandria Ocote. Ocasio-Cortez is mm-hmm. facing heat for urging her supporters to create an archive of online posting by Trump's psychopath. I like AOC, but that's a terrible Dude, idea. See, that's this, a terrible this idea. shit, this, see, this shit, is... hold on, let me talk. Yeah. This shit mm-hmm. has got to stop. Yeah. Like, there, is, there is a fucking no. website that wants to keep a list of everyone that supported Trump. Whether you like them or not, do they have a right to those ideas? And when we start yeah. making lists like that, that is a step that's... towards... 
what Stalin would do or Hitler. Like, oh, you don't agree with me? Let me yeah, just I mean, that's very McCarthyist yeah, let's, too. Let's, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The Reds. Yeah, let's go yeah. ahead and write. Let's write your name down. So this let's is this down. is it's, my. It's for the good, though. This is my long-term, very well-researched hot take. This has been the plan forever. I don't. I genuinely like. You can call me conspiracy theorist forever. I don't know who is running it, but I think it's. It's a, I think it's a pretty much just your basic corporate bullshit to make money thing that since Kennedy was killed, since Truman, that you can see like the shift in the, you know, America was going up and up and up and up and up with, and Kennedy was going to take us way up, but then they got scared and they killed Kennedy and we've been crashing ever since because it's just been a cash grab by the military industrial complex to Trump up, no pun intended, Trump up tons of wars and reasons to take America on an authoritarian sled ride into the third world. You know, like everything that's happened in the past eight years has been, they've been kind of like low key telegraphing since the Patriot Act in 2003 or two, two or 2002 or 2003, that all of the issues with the police is a perfect example. The police have the amount of power because of Joe Biden's crime bill that he wrote in 1996. And then the other half was the all of the powers that were granted to the executive branch in the Patriot Act that gave them the power to sell surplus military weapons and gear to local police departments. So every little tin pot sheriff has a bomb-resistant vehicle or an armored personnel carrier or something that they don't need. Um you know, in all of these things, you still see it with, you know, one good thing that Trump was doing was I felt like he might have actually, there was talk that he would have done something for Snowden and he wasn't going to prosecute them. Look at like all the hope and change people like Biden and Obama wanted to put up uh, Snowden for treason and oh, yeah. kill him when oh, he yeah. exposed the biggest, in my opinion, the biggest scandal in American history, the, the federal like receipts that the feds were spying on everybody unequivocally and no one cared yeah we don't we don't talk about that all that much now that this has been the, like i said this has been the plan and i think the reason i'm so bearish on this election is that i don't see one way that it doesn't continue to where it was trump was unintentionally playing into their hand or playing into those hands that he would have just been an accelerated track that he already had a gestapo with homeland security which was part of the patriot act um and you put Biden in control, you just go right back to that kind of like slow climb to authoritarian dictatorship like Bush and Obama were doing. It's interesting. I mean, I will say this, I think, and I think I may have said this earlier, um, for the good of the nation and our mental like psyches i think that biden winning the election was probably the best thing it's just going to calm a lot I don't of people know. i think it's a lot of people a lot we need to we need to just kind of chill the fuck surface out. level i think it'll help but i think it will also unfortunately put a lot of people to sleep so to speak because the issues don't change too much you don't have maybe the outright kind of things that Trump was doing about trying to reverse like good social changes that happened and have happened that need to continue to happen. But there's nothing to say that Biden is going to be any better. Like, you know, he, he, Biden is one of the biggest reasons and him personally, why the police are a paramilitary, 
paramilitary organization now, you know, and all of the issues with criminal justice are his fault and his compatriots' fault from that crime bill. What are, what are we going to do about this whole, like, what are we going to do? How are we going to restructure police? Are we going to get more funding to them and, and more training? Are we going to have them do less things? Like, I wonder what... You I have to have, much, you have, to have a whole ground-up criminal justice reform from the patrol officer on the street all the way up to a district attorney to an attorney general in yeah. the United States. Yeah, let, like, the, let's, yeah, let's definitely stay away from the legal system yeah. right at this moment. That's a fucked up it's mess. It's a mess. Like, I, I mean, don't even... I, the, the parting shot I will leave with you is that when Biden won the Democratic nomination, private prison company stocks went up, way up. And that needs to tell you, that can tell you everything that you need to know about the situation. Yeah, we probably shouldn't have uh, private... No. So that's and that's that's no. where I get like that's where I with being sort of a libertarian. I don't think that everything that that party stands for is fucking see, good. And see and that's, that's where like the that's where thing. over the years I've gone away from there was a long like you know like I've always never felt like I fit in the mainstream binary for the American politics and libertarian was the closest thing I was. It's, but when I hear libertarians talk you know, I'm with them when they talk about like we need to stop being the policemen of the world. We need to do better economic policies where it's more competitive and we have an actual free market. But then they lose me when it's just like, well, yeah, but corporations aren't bad. They're people too. And I'm like, what? Where? You know, or things like that. Or like, you know, we had talked about earlier, um, you know, Joe Jorgensen seemed like a decent candidate. She's socially. She's right where everybody wants her to be. It's just laissez-faire. If people want to do it, let them do it. But, you know, and she's pretty decent on the economy, and she was really good on foreign policy, but then you get to healthcare, and this is where libertarians fuck up, is they're just like, well, let's just let the market do it. And it's just like, yeah, in a perfect system where we have our economy is run by Austrian economists, yeah, that would work great, but we don't. We live in with humans I, in charge. I think it would be... Interesting to just to try it, right? Mm -hmm. I think there'd have to be the problem is though, like hers was the government should just stay out of it, regulatory structure included. I I mean, we have to. I'm I liked Bernie Sanders' idea of having a marketplace where the rules are set, like where you have as little regulation as necessary, but necessary regulation because otherwise you get in situations where, like, um you know, agriculture where like the literal Nazis Bayer is just buying everything in agriculture. So they, I mean, they own Monsanto, you know, you have these massive monopolies like in tech, they tried to break up Microsoft back in the nineties and they couldn't mm-hmm. do it, you know, and now they've just basically removed all of those. While de- deregulation is a good idea, you still have to have some sort of like structure to keep corporations from just, buying up everything it's we're just getting to the system of like standard oil again where they're going to have to bust up everything but they won't because the corporations now control the government instead of having them as an adversarial force yeah yeah this is yeah and i'm going to be honest i, I don't know if i have the the mental capacity today to talk about <laughs> this but um that is they bring up a good point and i guess what i'm trying to say my problem with having the market dictate the healthcare mm-hmm. structures. I just don't know. Yeah, it's hard. For, it's hard for me to trust. I don't, I don't trust the market. I don't trust the market when 
you know, you enter a market and who's got the leg up already? The multi-billion dollar national multinational corporation. But it also seems like, like it's sometimes like we won't ever let the market fail. So it's no. all, it's, it's always propped up by the government. Like mm-hmm. when every time it tries to correct itself, how many times have, it has General out? Motors been bailed out now? Yeah. Like three or the banking system or yeah. any, you know, various businesses. You know, it's like, businesses. you know, and in, in the, the cop out that people always use when they're always like, oh, well, they let Bear Stearns fail. You know why they let Bear Stearns fail? Was because Goldman Sachs fucking owned the Fed, owns the Fed. Like it's in every industry, it is the exact same thing, whether it's the FDA or the agriculture or the Fed and the Treasury, is it is a revolving door that the people that continually go into government are former exec. Like Clarence Thomas is on the Supreme Court. He was the chief legal counsel for Monsanto, but he has been involved in cases where he has ruled in Monsanto's favor, and somehow that's okay. Okay. You know? But we don't know that. We also don't know what those cases were back. You haven't read the court briefings but, or anything. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm print, just, they could have been right. Fair. That's, that's not, fair. That is fair. That is fair. You can't but, fucking do that. But... What I can say is ethically unprincipled. If you were the chief legal you should counsel, recuse yourself. yes, exactly. Yes, I understand. Yeah. Um, I know. do also want to say this. Uh, I have a, an idea. Mm-hmm. This could be dumb. I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a, a very a dumb idea mood. I, I'm in a very dumb idea mood today, <laughs> and I like that. Um, no, you got to close your eyes for this one because okay. it is. I feel like it is pretty dumb. Okay. What if, when it comes to like elections and stuff, what if we? You're going to be abstract, listener. Everyone just bear with me while I come up with this. There is no party, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just person versus person. Not a Republican, not a Democrat. Like, in in our elections, you have to state what your policies are, Mm -hmm. what your, like, yeah, what your policies are, how you're going to fix it, what's your plan. And you're not a Democrat. You're not a Republican. It's just about you. Doesn't party, no parties. Like if we got rid of all political parties and you're just forced to run off off of your ideas, like which like could that, that in work? Theory could I don't work. know. I don't uh, think it would work in pra- in in a very libertarian sense. That it's a very like kind of altruistic sense of yeah, it, it that would work. But I'm just trying to get rid of the teams. You don't account you, from humans. You know, tribalism is a thing. In I'm trying to get. I'm know? trying to get rid of that. So because. If you tell a conservative, generally mm-hmm. speaking, or a liberal, vice versa, let's let's say a you tell a conservative a very liberal idea, but you say this was came came up with by President Donald Trump, just for mm-hmm. example, right? Or let's say Bush, oh, whatever. Uh, and, they'll, and they'll be like, you know what? That's a fucking that's a good idea. Let's mm-hmm. say it's a great idea. Let's uh, let's say that. Did you know that the Republican Party is for like they're gonna do a healthcare system like what do you think of that you know mm-hmm. that's a good idea mm-hmm. or you tell you tell on the opposite end like are you you let's do sorry guys let's do an environmental policy like you know the republicans are behind this environmental policy what do you think about that you know i think yeah. it's a great idea but i'm trying to get away i'm trying to like my the idea is to try and i'm doing a terrible job of explaining this because my brain is just not working today i'm a little hungover <laughs> <laughs> um but if you can get rid of the like these groups and just do it based on the type of person and your the quality of your ideas mm-hmm. i think that that might bring us together a little bit more or at least get the best ideas on the table there was i, don't, I mean there could be some good to that I, I would like to hear what i would like not what you agree with i'd like to think no uh, tell I, me why I, that's a stupid idea i think it's a stupid idea only from the aspect that you take out all of the basic qualities of humanity 
and their want towards tribalism. Like it, the Trump situation is a perfect example where you had a country that was, yeah, pretty divided, but you go into that and you give him a zeitgeist, people flock to it like flies, you know? Um, I, I don't, I don't, th I think it's, it's a good idea, but I think it has to be adjusted in a sense to allow for political parties. Um, I think what needs to happen is that there needs to be choices. In reality, there is no choice. At best, it's a duopoly. In reality, it's really a monopoly. You have two sides that are essentially want the same thing, just control and money, and they fight each other for it. Um, there were a couple things that I had seen in, uh, on, I believe it was a link on Reddit to an article, I can't remember where, but it was taking different countries, countries that have uh, parliamentary systems, which you can still do, our system, but just like Sweden and Germany and the UK and Canada, I believe too, and taking it where instead of having a winner-take-all electoral college like the United States, they you know, they have uh, proportional representation. So if a certain party gets an amount of a vote, they get enough, they get a certain amount of seats. And if there's no clear majority, they have to form coalitions. Um, but then taking the American winner take all look at it and putting it into a two party system in those countries, like in Sweden, that like one of them in Sweden, there's the major party that's in control has like 60% of control or 55% or something like that. And then there is like, f there's one, one other big one. And then like four or five smaller parties that all have voting blocks in their parliament. And if you apply that system, it's just 55% for the biggest party. And then the rest goes to the second biggest party. I think a good way to change that is to keep, keep our system the way it is, but end the electoral college being a winner take all and not winner take all in going to proportional for one or two, having more parties and people voting for more diversity of thought will help because then it will force them to actually have to work and think and communicate. Instead, if you have six parties in Congress and you have one big party, but then, you know, like Sweden, you got one big one, you got a, another big one that's slightly smaller and then you know, a handful of like special interest groups or just non-standard, like if you had social Democrats or, liberta or even libertarians or fuck communists or whatever, just get them all in there and make them work together. Because then if you can actually communicate, it, you can actually work towards doing things, you know, but I don't know. I'm still on, I don't, I don't think the country's going to last. I don't know when. But Jesus, honestly, really? no, no, no. I think what will happen is we'll end up breaking down into regional states, whether it's through just economic collapse or civil war. I don't think it will be civil war. I think this situation has proved it's not going to be civil war. No, um, I think everyone. I think it will end up again, being economic distress. Like at some point, hopefully, long after I'm dead. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I think, I think, I think, it, I, I don't see. We know we didn't have, you know. I'm sure you've heard of the economic cycles theory. We didn't have the economic crash that should have happened two years ago. We're overdue for something. Like 2008 was a true crash, but the Fed just pumped money into the market to keep it liquid. And they're, they've been trying, you know, they were doing that at the beginning of, I haven't paid attention since probably June 
to what the Fed has done, but at the beginning of the pandemic, they were dumping $5 trillion of liquidity into the, into, to the big lenders every week just to keep them functioning. You know, the system... I would like to the siphon off like just a, just so a little bit now. of that money. I know, right? <laughs> but it's like one little thing happens, the entire American government falls apart. That, that's a problem. You know? Sometimes I, I think about that too because I'm not 100% sure. And again, this is just kind of me being a bit of a dumb dumb here, but I don't know how. I think that our leadership is pretty shitty. Oh, yeah. I honestly sometimes believe that we do not have the best. Lead, like do you know like like in the olden days let's say, let's go back to like a, a tribalistic society mm-hmm. i don't know if any of the people that are running shit would actually be running shit in no. like a smaller tribe maybe i'm completely wrong i though, mean i don't i don't know any of these people sure. i don't know how smart they are i don't know I, you know i just don't know you know we statistically all like speaking there's going to be a handful of decent people exactly. in government we also have to think like we also that's we also don't like we're so out of touch with these human beings and mm-hmm. most of the most of the people that are in government like especially the higher uh levels of it are not anywhere close to being able to relate to mm-hmm. everyday americans None most of them, them are, are far more wealthy and have potential potential i'm just i'm using vast generalizations. No, i mean you're going so, off of like pretty good ones based yeah. off statistics yeah but vast yeah. vastly generalizing here so i could be wrong but they, they're not able to, like, what's a concern for them wouldn't be a concern for an everyday person. Because right. maybe, you know, they're not, they're not living check to check. And mm-hmm. then when they shut the country down, they still fucking got paid while everyone and else they were didn't. Fi- well, and too, and they had the backlog that's like, oh, man, my 401k is going to suck for like two years. I'll have to live off like savings or, you know, trust money for a minute and not actually make anything. But they can still float their entire lifestyle as is no issues for yeah. however, like for a year or two. You know, I, I, I don't know. It's, I just see economics to me is that's the most important thing because it filters into everything and eventually affects everything. And, you know, and I've had this argument with people like my mother who is, she's a brilliant economic mind and money mind. She was a commodities trader, but you know, she's even said the economy was great. And I'm like, yeah, sure, maybe in the statistics in the macro level it was good, but the micro level it's not, man. Before before coronavirus, you know, I, you know, I'm I am not a bellwether, but I know a lot of people that are struggling. They don't, you know, don't have the ability to really have even a thought of owning a home in 10 years or doing so scraping by in small things or not really having the kind of like, you know, we've talked about like social class mobility before on here. Yeah. Well, actually, I do have a question for you on mm-hmm. that. I'm going to... Yeah. Do you think owning a home is an asset or a liability? I think the way the economy is now, it's it's a liability. Okay, it's, well, it is a liability. It's, a, it's like a... I mean, it always was, but in a sense, it was an asset because they accrued value and you could count on selling your house, but... Okay. that's But that's, but that's know, not... That's I do, I do not think of a home as a good investment. I think of it as a liability. I, I look at the having a home like you buy a car. It's a tool. You buy a car to get around and but you can a, choose what level you want, but you're not going to... I'm not expecting to, you know, sell my car in 100,000 miles and make a profit, what I will have spent on it will be proportional to what yeah. I, you know, paid for it. But I'm going to try to, I'm going to get people to, to start thinking this way and I could be wrong. So don't listen to me, but, um, or do your home, in my opinion, 
is a liability, your cars are a liability, we all need to focus on creating more assets. Because I look at the home, this home that we're in right now, it takes money out of my fucking pocket. It does not put money into my pocket. We all need to look at ways of getting more revenue. Like my goal is to climb to the top because I would actually, <laughs> I would, <laughs> I'm just gonna be real with you right now. I would actually like to set policies on how, like, it would be nice to look at these tax, input, like look at know. these tax bills and be like, yeah, I don't want that. I don't want to pay. Mm -hmm. I, I'm making X amount of dollars. I'm making, you know, nine <laughs> figures a year. And mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't want the government to take that. It would be nice to be in the top 1%. For, mm -hmm. to, to, and, and you don't have to pay taxes. The this, this, this structure, the system is set up so fucking dope for you if you have money and I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm Even not, if you I'm not, don't yeah. have money, yeah. if you're paying in a sense, if you're paying taxes on your federal return, you're doing your taxes wrong. You shouldn't, you should be getting a return that equals at least what you paid. Yeah. You know, or, or yeah, this, this, but that's a whole thing. Like we all need to become way more financially literate. And I'm in the process of studying on, studying how to do that and mm -hmm. listen y'all motherfuckers need to start reading books awesome. let's start reading again let's start to that's what i'm saying i think that we all are a, the sum collection of our issues like everyone in the united states like we're we're all we're a country that's in debt a lot mm -hmm. of its citizens are in debt what if we all fucking figured out a way to get out of debt right to to i don't know we're getting real deep I mean, I, like I, now I'm, you gotta like, change everything at that because the banks control i mean banks are like corporations they have there's a reason why everybody has to have a credit number it's because they set the system up to that credit agencies used to be essentially treated like loan sharks and you would never want to get in with them because then it would just ruin your reputation ruin your life um you know, I. Wait, I, where are you getting that from? I've never heard that. Oh, that was what are my, you my grand, shit, dog. No, my grandfather always used to say that. Um, <laughs> but um, he's not wrong. But. I, I don't know if I'm right, but that's what he used you, to say. We really I'm, need to start doing. That. I don't you, trust. Have you, I mean, have you noticed that I've been saying, well, just because having a researcher? I wonder he, what that would be like. It's glorious. We used to have one of those. You're gonna be. Uh, you're doing it. You're up for the next pod. We have oh, a guest yeah. on. You'll yeah. be fucking pulling shit up left and oh, right. Which. Yeah, but dude, fuck politics. I don't want to talk about that shit. Let's let's talk about something way more fun. Did you okay. see the video of the fucking grizzly bear killing this bull elk? No, dude, it's I'm like sure a fifteen it minute long. He drowns it. He he charges into this river or lake. Mm -hmm. What's I'm gonna call it a lake? And he just like him and this elk start fighting and then yeah. pretty soon he i think he drowns it dude the elk? and then he yeah, yeah he j swims it and this is like a seven eight hundred pound bull elk massive probably right. six by six and he drags it back to shore and he's been he's been sitting on this kill for i don't know four mm -hmm. five days and there's a pack of wolves that are trying to get in so he's been he's just he won't he's just been gorging himself yeah. and i forget the name of this grizzly but he's what like the second biggest is grizzly it one in of, the park. is it one of the grizzlies that they do in um is it denali national park where every year they have like the the fat bear competition where they oh, the, the park service tracks all the grizzly as many grizzlies as they can in the park and watches them to make sure they're like you know they're getting food or whatever but 
they track them of who like, and it becomes this internet competition of who's going to become the biggest bear that's ready for hibernation. Oh, that's going to be. Great. And they all, and that you know, they all get up to like seven, eight, nine thousand pounds. You know. Yeah. That sounds like that might be what that's from. Do you know where it was, like, where the video was taken? This is in Yellowstone. I have no it idea. It wasn't no, it was in Yellowstone. But they have all the bears in the park have a, a number, and this is, like, mm-hmm. the second biggest bear in the in the park. That's cool. Yeah, he's... I'm going to call him Bozo. Bozo I've seen so bear. many videos lately of, like, people... Like, I don't know. I'm sure it happens more often than just what you see videos, but it feels like there's a meme going on right now of so many, like, people interacting with animals or just you people being like, oh, my God, look, animals are animals. Like... That video of that jogger who was trail running and got chased by a, a cougar for like a half a mile or a couple miles or something like that. Um, then there was a video I saw the other day of why the fuck this person didn't just grab their dog, but uh, they were taking a video of their dog like barking and like having a standoff with a bull moose, which would literally just fuck that dog in half. Wait, was this in Sweden? I don't know where it was. I saw, I saw a video in Sweden, I think on Reddit a few weeks ago, where there's this dog. It was like a just, golden retriever or something. I'm not sure. This dog is just barking constantly, mm-hmm. and the owner's just chilling. And then all of a sudden you see a moose, mm-hmm. uh, a female moose, mm-hmm. a cow. A cow yeah. and her calf. Yeah. And I think that might have been the, the video. It charges the dude. Yeah. And he's just like, hey, hey. Yeah. Hey, something is sweet. <laughs> I mean, moose are essentially just like very large, angry deer. They're fucking satanic, dude. If I ever huge. saw a moose, I would. They're I would giant. Freak they're really the fast. Out. They're incredibly. St- they like. They they're like the best animal, though. All they do is just they like chill in the woods, wander around, and occasionally fuck people up. Like that sounds like a great life. Avoid, yeah. They avoid uh, wolves. I mean, I think, I think, I think you might be all right. Like if you could make it to being a bull moose. I think. Well, I don't know, man. Yeah. I think wolves. Teddy could, I think. Right I think. Idea. I think. Freaking wolves can. They can bring you down. Mm-hmm. I think they could bring down a bull moose if they had to. I don't think that that's It'd their preferred to, target in the dead of winter, though. I don't know, know how. Stalking. I don't know enough. I should know. Moose are one of my favorite animals. I should know more about them. Uh, I know, like for instance, like a llama can take one one uh, male buck or bull can take an entire pack of wolves because llamas are always used as guard animals for like sheep and herds against wolves. So I assume if a llama can take a pack of wolves, a bull moose could take a whole pack. Well, I just, I don't think that, I don't think that a pack of wolves would particularly be interested. I don't think they would go off. I gotta call bullshit on this. I think that, I think a pack of wolves would easily dismantle bull moose. I think it'd be a good fight. Dude, you gotta think, they're bringing down fucking cows, man. Right, but cows are are really dumb and not strong or huge or have any large way of defending themselves. They're pretty fucking big. They're big. The cow's like 800 pounds. Right, but... And a bull might be more like 1,000 Right, but think of bull moose. Maybe 2,000 pounds of bull. Bull moose are like tall. Like a full-size bull moose stands like eight and a half feet tall. And if it's older, it's got... Massive oh, antlers no, that I they know. can use as weapons. Like no, but you you got to think about it this way, dude. It's okay. So, let me just close your eyes. Let me set it. Let mm-hmm. me set a scene for you. All right. <laughs> so many scenes. Today. I know. I'm feeling. It's the dead of winter mm-hmm. in uh, in Alberta. Okay. All right. It's snowing. You got a pack of wolves. They haven't eaten in a few days. You got you got the two the two uh, generals the two alphas right, and then they they get on the they get they get the scent of this this moose. Just so happens to have antlers. All right, and they begin stalking it. They surround it. All right, mm-hmm. 
It's surrounded. Yeah, it's, it's heads down. It's fucking trying to gore them. And they just keep nipping at it. Nipping at it, n- n- nipping at it, picking it apart, and then as it, you know, maybe maybe they got two tearing on its hind quarters, mm-hmm. and it's it's bleeding a little bit. It's slowly getting worn down, and then all of a sudden, they all just attack. And this is definitely not how it happens, but I'm assuming the the tactic would be to tire it out, probably, and then go for the kill. Yeah. So I'm 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 gonna take a pack of wolves. Any fucking day over your bitch ass moose dog. I'm gonna. I don't know. What I'm gonna say. What I'm gonna say. I don't know, and I will withhold judgment until I have more information on moose. But I will say this: if a male llama can take on a pack of wolves, a moose could probably fuck up a pack of wolves too. Dude, I think we might have to go down a YouTube rabbit hole. I mean, I think so. Okay. Are we? We just. We just had a. We're pausing it. Um, but we're, listen, we're pulling up a video right now. We were going to pause it and, and I was like, no, let's just fucking let it roll. Oh dude, d- dude. Okay. We got, we got right now. Let me, let me just go ahead. Too. Oh, if they kill the calf, that's not, oh, this calf's dead dog. So we got a cow moose and a calf and this thing's maybe a few days old. Count out They're in the, hold on, mother. time out. Let me announce this. They're in the Denali. All right. They're in Alaska. They're in the wilds of Alaska. If you guys can hear the sounds of splashing, that's because they're in this marsh type environment. They've got about six or seven wolves and they're just, they're doing exactly what I said. They're so, oh shit. Oh, that's what I'm talking okay, about. Okay. So they've like, got it. They've got, the they've got it. Getting run over they've got it surrounded and they're just nipping at it right now. I'll be honest though. This, this cow is tenacious. She is putting up the fight of her life. She is Stomping, she's oh, dude, yeah, this calf's dead, dog. Yeah, yeah, they, they got she's it. Gonna have to they got it. it. Yeah, poor thing. They got it. I hate nature shows. So here's what's happening: the the uh, the cow is accidentally stomping her baby. It's fine though. It's good. No, I think she's knocking it over on purpose to keep him like to stay in one place. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. Because you see, like the last time when the wolves went out, they lunged. She she whacked it with her head and knocked him over. Bottom line is we're observing some predatory behavior of the wolves uh, attacking. So I'm, I'm going to stick with my original argument. Dude, will you pull this up? Um, is it like there's got to be a there 100% has to be a case of a pack of wolves bringing down a bull moose or just um, let's, sure. an adult, an adult. Can we, can well, I mean, we agree? This is, this is an adult moose. This is a, a yeah, but they're not trying to kill that. They're not, they're not trying to kill the cow. They're trying to kill her calf. Right. But I mean. They're fighting both of them. They're yeah. trying to. That's see. That's the thing about wolves is they are apex predators, but they're like they're almost scavengers. They go after whatever the weakest thing yeah, is. Yeah, hundred percent. That's a smart the thing. They're not trying know? to expend a exactly. shit ton of, of energy. Ooh, sorry. The uh, the cow just fucking kicked this moose and went, or this uh, wolf and it went flying. All right. I think it's pretty. It's pretty. Pretty clear who the victors are going to be. It's going to be this. This pa- Oh so yeah, it's according, done, dude. According, it's done. Yeah, according to this, um, generally a wolf pack will they'll hunt a moose for several days and just break it down yeah, until it can't fight anymore. That's that's, the, that's literally so the only way I, I see. In it the long happening. run, with their strategy, yeah, they probably can. But if you were just going to go 
moose versus wolf, the moose could just run the wolf oh, over and crush it. This is this is actually this is sad. really sad. I know. I could watch this shit all day though, dude. The oh, cow just gave up. The the calves the calf's gone. That's so sad. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're ripping it apart now. God, I fucking I hate love nature. nature. I love it. I love nature. I, I love nature. it. This is so nutty. Well earned. It's like fucking Richard Attenborough over here. Look Good at this job. wonderful right. scene, and then all the children are going to be murdered. <laughs> all right. Yep. So let's actually, I want to show you the um, the video on. Uh, this, this is, is riveting right podcasting. Here. This is yeah. Here we go. This is oh. This is yeah. This is the one I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. Sept. This happened in September. All right, so we got the wolf here, or excuse me, the oh, grizzly bear, and it and it's uh, what it's coming into the lake. So the elk's running mm-hmm. into the water, which honestly, elk probably I would can th- swim much I would better th- than bears. No, dude, no yeah. way. Well, I guess no yeah, bears way. hunt in the water a lot. Yeah. yeah. So this this elk, and you you don't think that this is a this Poor is dude. not a bad move. I was thinking initially, but this bear no. just this bear is on this grizzly. Don't, the, do this bears gri- have webbed feet? Like between their paws, they oh, have skin. Do you see the? Do you see it just hit it with its, its yeah, antlers? Yeah, he's done. So the bear, this is full mount right here. The bear's on the uh, elk's back to get away from the antlers. It's really just like if tearing you're, into If you're going to get ate by any animal, do not you do not want to get ate by a bear. They will miserable. eat you when you're still alive because they're omnivores. Like, they're not, this isn't, like, he just, like, if you look at this bear, he really doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> he's it looks like, like he's stop, trying to hump stop, this elk. Stop, let me eat you, please. Yeah. Stop. And th- this, I mean, that's a massive bull elk. Yeah. That's massive. It's a mature bull, six by six. I think he's got seven on the on the right there. But basically, he's he's just taking this this elk into... He's not going to make... He's in his spine right now. Yeah. But he, he doesn't know. He's just trying to eat it. He's like, so I'm he's, hungry. He's actually why. eating this, like trying to... He's biting its back and ripping out chunks of its skin. Look at this. While it's still alive. Just, just giving no fucks. Anyways, I'll fast forward Wild. this. But I wanted you to watch this video because I, I, I just found it on Reddit. It was like at the top of, I think it was probably Nature's, Nature's Metal. Nature's Metal, yeah. Dude, you you know seem them. like that would be a subreddit you would love. Dude, I can't get enough of this. It's a cool subreddit until they get into the videos of like baby moose being torn apart by wolves. That's where I check out. It's like, so I understand that's nature and I want nature to be nature, but I don't want to watch. He's drown- He drowns this thing, essentially. Yeah. Like he's... Watch. He's. This I guess stuff. to a seven hundred pound bear is quite a lot of fat. No, that, ba- so that, bear's, that bear is closer to a thousand, and that elk is probably closer to but maybe nine hundred pounds. So look at this. Hey, he's got him. He's flipped over. Yep. Bummer. Sorry, dude. It doesn't take long for it to. Uh, I mean, no. I mean, to drown. I was really done. surprised. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's done right already. there. Damn. It's done. Wild. Like I wonder if this was this bear's plan all along. It's like we were going into the uh, water, Probably and then not. and then look at this. He drags it all the way back. All to the way shore. back. Damn. Yeah. That's that's some dedication. Oh, the elk is still kicking, man. It, it is. It is a little. I bit. think that might just be nervous mm-hmm. system response. I don't think he's. Well, he's still snorting. He's like trying, but I think he's like. Exhausted. Oh no, he's still alive. Yeah. He's trying, but the bear is just keeps rolling him over. He's got no energy left to fight. Yeah, riveting. Wow. We'll have to stop this. I'm gonna get sucked into so the. Sad. It's. 
You're watching, depressed about it? it? I'm too empathic not to be. Like, I'm just like, I mean, yeah, I understand the bear's got to eat the grizzly bear to live, but like, fuck, man. You know what? To be, to be fair. What about his family? It could. No, that's the, they, his herd. Yeah. Dog, this, this elk's <laughs> been, ex, ex, it's, yeah. it's done. Yeah. This is the rod. This is the peak of the rod. So this elk is mm-hmm. probably a herd bull, meaning the fucking G of a, let's say he's running, f- what, 50 cow elk, and mm-hmm. all he's doing at this point in the year is fighting mm-hmm. and fucking. That's mm-hmm. it. Any other bull comes rolling up on my cows, He's like, dude, bro, down. you and I got to go. Like, mm-hmm. you are not going to get any of these cows. And that's all I do. And if you're not, like, if you're, like, the bull this size, mm-hmm. he'll, he might roll to, like, envelop another herd. Like, let's say some little five-by-six is running, like, ten cows, like and he rolls ranking. up on him. He's just like, bruh, you, these cows... Give me your women. They're mine. We're fighting. <laughs> it's kind of. Do- have you ever been in the like the woods watching uh, the elk ride? No, I never it's have. N- It'd be dude, interesting. The whole valley is just mm-hmm. them making this. I can't even do the sound. <laughs> the sound and yeah. it's it's amazing. Yeah, it really. It would be amazing. cool to see. I've never been. I've never been hunting. I don't really have any interest in it, but I would like to go along just to be in the nature. Like I like, I like hiking a lot. So, I mean, hiking, hunting is basically hiking and then you kill something or you're trying to kill something. It's very why rare, like hiking. 10%. Our yeah. success rate's not very good. Yeah. You just essentially hike with a gun is what mm-hmm. I assume it is. Yeah. Maybe use your binoculars, mm-hmm. glass ridges and underneath Your goal is to kill something and, and I go hiking. It's just like, I just try to get somewhere and get back. Maybe take some photos. Mm-hmm. I do a lot. Of, that, I mostly do a lot of photography when I hike. That's good. Yeah. That's good, but that's, I mean, that's, uh, I, 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 it's, it's interesting actually now thinking about it. Like we're kind of in the, the, we're fucking in winter full on. We fell back. No, technically not, but yeah, basically. Listen, I know that this whole fall back pisses everyone off. It's dumb. But I just want to say this, fuck all of you people. And I mean it, I love the shit out of it. Really? Oh, I don't know why. I just... <laughs> just to be a contrarian. The whole, the, whole, the whole concept of like gaining an hour. I went to bed but two you're not, hours you're just early. shifting the you're shifting the time schedule. I don't want to hear none of that nonsense. <laughs> you don't want to listen to logic? No, dude, it's great. <laughs> Spring forward, however... I fucking loathe that time. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. I mean, both of them are. I've like even fall back. You know, it. I have still not completely adjusted to it. I it screwed me up. Like I was waking up every night at like three, and then four, and four is really five, and then at five, and it's really six, and I'm like, I don't want to get up. It's five in the morning, but it's really six, and by six, I'm just completely wide awake. So it's nice in See, the sense that I can not, get up that's earlier. What I'm talking about. But I would rather just have a static clock. Like, why did why do we need a however many extra fake hours of daylight during the winter so farmers can do something? You know, <laughs> I don't even it's know dumb. why that started. I, don't, I think it's it, really I, if I recall correctly, I thought daylight savings time started as a joke. Like somebody, well, why don't we just move the time so people have more time? <laughs> Like that, you know, that had to like some dumb government club where some dudes drinking scotch and smoking cigars, like five scotches deep, were just like, why don't we just like push everything back an hour and then we'll have like sun again. Like, and then that became policy. You think they came up like with, that definitely sounds like something you'd do when you were high. Yeah. Dude, I, got, I got an idea, man. Listen, just hear me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let me like set our clocks back an hour so we can get it back, man. Let's just set the clocks back. (laughs) 
60 so, minutes, so man. So stupid. And we'll get more daylight, dude. That's I'm tired so of this bullshit. I'm tired of it getting dark so early. I think it's great. It's so stupid. I can't... I, I wish, like... Coronavirus screwed everything up, but you know, California, if they'd stop twiddling their thumbs and make a decision already, the entire West Coast would get rid of it. You know, they don't do it in Arizona already. I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm voting against it. What? Yeah. Well, we already had it. Oregon, Oregon, and Washington have already passed it, and they've said is if California approves getting rid of daylight savings time, it's gone. Well, I hope. Listen, I'm 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 about to spend a lot of money lobbying oh people, God. dude. It is. You want to talk about a special interest group? <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's no point. It's so stupid. There's no point. Dude, I've wanted to do a lot of stupid things, but I honestly would get very passionate about this because it'd be, it's a, that seems more fun to me. Like, <laughs> so just everyone would be against Blowing it. Blowing like, their no. money on. <laughs> Don't you want an extra hour in November? Don't you want it? You'll uh, lose it in, in August or April, but just don't worry about I, it. I would like, say if, I, if we were going to switch, I would want to stay in this time frame. We're an hour back. I mean, ultimately, it wouldn't matter. I mean, it, it doesn't matter because in in two in what sixty days ish, the sun will be in the same position now yeah. as it would have been an hour but ago. But for an hour, if we stay right here, I would I would I would contemplate Pat as long as I never have to spring forward again. <laughs> that's and that's really what this is about. I mean, it doesn't matter if you get rid of one of them, like whatever it is. Like I don't, I, I, if are they actually basing the like. Is NIST basing time based on the physical position of the sun in the sky? I have no idea. You know, like, I don't think it matters. I mean, time is a social construct. Oh, Jesus. We're not going. No. I mean, no, if you think about it, it is like a 12-hour clock. It is. Like, who fucking, like, day and night is is not. Like, that's. That's, It's the daytime. Yeah. But, like, saying, oh, it's uh, 1226 on a Tuesday. You know, yeah. that's the social construct. hundred percent. Like, who cares? Like, I just get rid of it. Stop fucking with but, time. Like, where's the where's the sun? It's it's fucking winter. Yeah, it's going to be winter for for three and a half months, can and I, you can't change that. But can I count on your endorsement to either keep <laughs> oh daylight savings time? Okay, which I think is American. Uh, yeah, no, 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 it's American. Uh huh. It is. It's good for the soul. That's my argument there. All right. This is, this is sound logic. A chicken sir. in every pot. <laughs> and uh, you also gain an hour. I, I, now, if we get rid of it, we have to keep it in this time block. Where we're, we're, we've, we've fallen back. I don't care what time block we keep as long I as we get rid of the I change. How many people feel this? I'm going to ask our guests. I think it's a pretty overwhelming up. thing. Like, no. I mean, Oregon and Washington both passed ballot measures in a pretty big margin, I think in a 70-plus margin. I guarantee you I voted against Let it. Let me look up and see what it was. How dare you people? Just ruining, trying to get rid of daylight savings. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> I, I, except this for, is, except this for is the spring. This is a real spring. niche position. Except for the spring. <laughs> Dude, it's one I've always had. What Do you have any dumb things that you love? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Off the Let's top see. of your head. That's Off actually a good point. I'm going to ask... I'm gonna ask uh, yeah, the Senate century. passed uh, Senate Bill 302, or, or sorry, sorry, 320. And this was, um, yeah, it says updated uh, October 8th, 2020. But this was, that bill was passed, I think, in the spring or like last fall. And it's supposed to be that in spring 2021, we won't change our clocks, but they're waiting for. Um, 
Cal the the contingency has been California. They want it. They don't want to do it where California does it, but then Oregon and Washington they want to do the whole West Coast. So mm -hmm. if so, Oregon's already passed it. Washington's already passed it. We're literally just waiting for California, and it's they're not going to do a thing because they're the worst. Like always. So. <laughs> well, it's been about an hour, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. Yeah. Hey, Amen. Always a pleasure doing a show with of you. Of course. Go right. Team Moose. <laughs> team Wolf, dog. All right, guys. <laughs> thanks for listening. Have a good day.